Hey. <laughs> hey, I know we're on Zoom, but you don't have to yell. Sorry. Wait, can you hear me? Yes, we have you. Uh, am I coming in clear? <laughs> Loud and clear. This, this is Chase Hammock. This, yeah. this is Chase Hammock reporting live from inside the quarantine headquarters. <laughs> quarantine headquarters. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Uh, you guys can't see us, but we can all see each other, which is typically the case anyway. But now it's through a screen. You're doing great, Chase. Yeah. Chase isn't wearing a hat, so that's really throwing me off, too. Yeah, my wife cut my hair the other night. Oh. Yep. And it went well. It was. Looks good. I will not say it was surprising because I never doubt my wife, but. I need a haircut. Like a hot mess. It's one of the funniest things about COVID is the uh, the COVID cut pictures that are coming out. Have you guys seen the fails on that? There's some rough stuff, man. (laughs) Man. I'm like, that cut was made just to do a fail post. (laughs) That can't be real. I was secretly hoping Rachel would mess up my hair so I could buzz it. Hey, (laughs) speaking of failing, let's talk about our fitness in COVID. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I want Chris to go first. How's it going, Chris? Well, uh I mean, I've been uh, I've been hitting uh hitting a workout every, you know, 5 days a week trying to get uh trying to get six, but that that is also it's part of a uh, part of my my job. I can understand how uh how folks are having uh, having a really really difficult time. My you guys, uh, you guys hear Chris's pet bird in the background? That's crazy. He bought a parakeet during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate times. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like I've been, uh, I've been doing the, um, doing the at home, uh, doing the at home workouts. The hardest thing has been um, finding finding th- time to do things outside of that. Like you would think with with everything going on, that you know, free time would be in a uh, would be in abundance, but it really hasn't been uh, hasn't been the case with a with a newborn and a uh, and a four year old. There's always something to do, and uh, wife always needs uh, needs uh, needs some help with something. So I try to I try to get get my hands on a barbell two or three times a week, but um, I've uh, it's been uh, it's been tough. I've actually lost a little bit of weight. I've been trying to eat more so I can get get a little bit of weight back on. That's interesting to hear that perspective because I'm I'm feeling the exact same way. Like we're quarantined, we're stuck in our homes and it feels like, man, you're just going to have all this time. And that ha- absolutely has not been the case for me. I'm in the same boat. Like I get a workout in and it feels like during that hour to hour and 15 minutes, I'm interrupted at least seven or eight times. Oh yeah. The, uh, like a lot of people talking about that their days are just kind of dragging by mine or not by any stretch of the imaginations. My days actually go pretty quick. I feel like. Yeah. The, I think the combination of kids and still trying to do part of a job kind of, which takes yeah. more work than just like doing the job the way we did before quarantine takes up, it just takes up a lot. The other thing I'm figuring out too, is like, I'm just mentally exhausted by the time I get to whatever it is I'm supposed to do the programming for the day. It's like, man, I don't, I'm not sure if I have this in me. So every workout just feels like a slugfest, but that, that may just be me. I don't know. The workouts are definitely harder when you're doing them at home. There's no doubt about that. It's hard to, uh, to focus on anything else besides, you know, what, what you're doing. Like if you're working on the gym next to other people, you can kind of feed off other people and pay attention to what they're doing. But when you're by yourself in your driveway, it's, it's, it's uh, it's a lot harder to, to really 
to really focus on anything but, but the pain that you're feeling. So it's definitely hard. It's hard when you don't have a, a consistent, um, you know, structure in place. Uh, if you're, if you're not, you know, when we're, when you're open and you're used to going to the three thirty class every single day, then that's just part of your schedule. But when, <clears throat> when you don't have a specific time, you have to do it. It's hard to get the motivation. Just, well, I'll go out there and do it. I'll walk outside and do it, you know? Yeah. I think it's something with the association of home, at least for me, the home has been like the place where I go home from the gym and it's like everything is relaxing and something about trying to get into that mindset of work at home has really been tough. It's kind of like what we tell people with sleep, like save your bedroom for sleep. Don't watch TV. Don't do other activities. Don't work in your bed. And I think it's the same at home. It's like the home is where you get home from the gym and you kind of turn your mind off and you hit that relaxing mode. It's kind of hard to just switch them back and forth in that environment. Yeah. There's something to be said for that ritual of getting in your car and driving to the gym that kind of like gets your mind in a space to be able to do it. But it's not the same when you're walking out into your driveway when normally when you're walking to your driveway, you're, you're going to work or whatever, you're getting a car, you're not used to walking to your driveway and getting, doing a workout. So it definitely, um, uh, takes a lot of getting used to. I think for me too, uh, the, the bigger point is just the energy from the people around. Like, uh, I'm a little bit of an extrovert and I highly depend on that when it's time to get work done or be motivated. Um, you know, it's not just like the comparison factor. It's like, man, I just, I miss being in that environment where other people are committing to work hard. So it makes it easier. You know, I'm, I'm pretty lazy by default. So it makes it a lot easier to get into that mode of, I'm not going to be the only person in here, not really giving my best, you know? And that's a big thing that I'm wondering too, working out at home. It's like, it, is this my best? I, I don't know what I, what I've done better somewhere else. It's just a, it's a crazy mind game that you play in your own, you know, garage or driveway. How has it been like, uh, is it even harder, like switching into like professional mode to like host the workouts and stuff like that? Like, is that an even harder switch to flip or is it about the same as like your workout, you know? It hasn't, it hasn't really been, uh, for me, I guess just doing it, doing it so long, it kind of becomes a, uh, becomes a natural thing to be able to, you know, put on the, put on the coach hat whenever, uh, whenever I need to, um, you know, definitely like just interacting with a, with a screen and not being to interact with people makes it, makes it difficult and kind of makes it a, you know, challenging to fill in those, uh, fill in those gaps where, you know, you're not coaching something and, um, makes it, you know, maybe a little bit awkward sitting there on camera <laughs> by yourself. But, uh, um, it, no, I get for me really though, even, even though I'm doing it in my garage, it, I haven't found it to be really difficult to have to put the coach hat on when I need to. How is the interaction and stuff like that? Like, is it like kind of awkward <laughs> the whole time or is it, are you slowly getting used to it or what? Yeah. Get, uh, getting, uh, getting used to it. Um, you know, uh, early, uh, every now and again, you'll have, you'll have some people that want to, you know, that want to kind of chime in and, uh, and say something you can kind of go back and forth with them, but, uh, hasn't been, um, hasn't, hasn't been a whole lot. You know, I'd imagine people are just, you know, they're watching the, uh, watching the warmups going through it and then doing the, uh, doing the workouts. 
you know, people are kind of getting into a rhythm of, you know, okay, this is where I need to get the information that I need and then knocking the workouts out. But, uh, the participation has been, has been outstanding. I feel like, uh, cause I, uh, I know I, I check in all of our people for coyote that have done the workouts. I check them in to our Zen planner. And, um, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm amazed with the, with the consistency that we've had with, uh, with people, uh, with people actually doing the workouts. It's been great. Hunter, you sent a couple of communications out. Can you talk about things just from the the business side? I think it's just an opportunity for us to celebrate what the community has done. Here we are another episode later, and it feels like, you know, this thing is going on much longer than people hoped that it would. Uh, but the Coyote community seems like they've, they've held strong. Yeah, they have. Uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty awesome to see. Uh, I think we're what six weeks into being closed at this point. Um, we've definitely lost some members, uh, which is understandable. You know, people lost <clears throat> like they they stopped their subscription. Both, yeah, or well, canceled or yes, well, not not to Corona. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. What. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no. We, I know of one person who had the Corona. For sure, that was in the hospital for a couple of days, and he's out now. The corona. Um, but other than that, um, I'm just talking about membership-wise. We've had, you know, some people obviously have had their hours cut at work, can't afford it, or whatever, um, and and that's understandable. But the vast majority of people have have hung in there with us, and you know, we've sent out a few emails, just being completely transparent with people when we talked about that last time, just about the situation and and how tough it was for, for a gym to continue to stay open. If every, you know, if half your members pause their membership for a month, like that's huge, um, <clears throat> decrease in revenue, especially when you're trying to pay your, your coaches, your full-time coaches and your, your expenses and all that type of stuff. So, um, I've been really happy and, you know, it just makes you feel how blessed you are to have such a great community for people to be able to willing to stick around and do that home workouts and come and rent equipment even when they're not getting to come to the gym. Um, so that's been pretty awesome. Um, if it, I could see where if it went on for another couple months, it would be pretty, it would be a different story because looking at it from a perspective of a client, like if you're a member of the gym and you're paying a lot of money to go and you get onto a two, the second or third month where you can't go to the gym, like you have to seriously start considering, you know, your, your other options, especially if you don't have a substantial, um, you know, nest egg, so to speak. So, you know, the word on the street is we'll be able to be out of this mandatory lockdown in a week or so. So hopefully we'll be open in a couple of weeks and we'll be able to, to ease back into getting everybody back in the gym. Yeah. I think that's one of the advantages we could actually talk about, not from the business side, but also the client side. Um, we say all the time that you, if you're invested in it, in a, with your money, then you're going to be invested in it with your body. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. staying in there, if you pause that uh, membership or decide you're going to pursue something else, um, then you're really making that uh, on-ramp back into when the gym reopens much more difficult. So uh, I know for me personally, there's lots of stuff I'm spending money on uniquely during this quarantine to try to make life a little bit easier for the now. Uh, well, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Toilet paper. Yeah. Duct tape for my kids' mouths. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, this gym, the gym membership is something that will allow, you know, the transition back into the new normal is going to be much easier if it's something that you just stuck with. And that's, I think that's kind of the motivation also behind uh, all the stuff that you guys are doing, programming at home, making these competitions, some social media stuff coming out. You know, a lot of that is for the now, yes, but it's also to make sure that we as clients keep fitness as part of our daily routine so that we're not having to fight to make that drive back into Coyote when, when we actually can. Uh, I think some people don't expect that to be they're They're so eager to get back together, but um, it, it could be really difficult to say, I'm going to go up to the gym and I'm going to hurt a little bit. And if there, if uh, anybody is like me, there's a little bit of nervousness there. Like, Oh, what am I like a quarter of the athlete that I was when I walked out of there? How, you know, how's this going to go? So I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of anxiety rolling around right now. What would you guys uh, suggest to people that are kind of in that dip of, all right, we were excited to be a part of this in the beginning and this is going to be cool. And now they're kind of hitting that discipline struggle. You guys have any words of advice for that? I would say, you know, accept the fact that you're probably going, you're more than likely going to be a little bit behind uh, where you were. I know for certain that, uh, that I'm going to be, but remembering that, uh, that your fitness, there's, there's no destination to your fitness journey. You're always going to be, uh, you're always going to have to adjust to adjust to different things, um, along the line. And this is just one of those, one of those deals. I mean, I'm actually, you know, kind of looking, uh, uh, to an extent looking forward to being able to get back into the gym, kind of look under, look under the hood and start, uh, you know, rebuilding, so to speak, I guess, and just kind of, you know, first uh, having the having the plan of getting back to doing doing things consistently and um, and uh, working on building back and uh, building back up. There's really there's there's no other game plan that I need besides that. I don't have a uh, competition or anything that I plan on doing anytime soon or anything like that. I just you know want to focus on getting getting my fitness uh, higher than it is right now. So you would call it maybe like a forced reset or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I would I would say look at it as hey, this is a you know a step away to kind of recharge uh, my batteries as far as physically and emotionally, maybe mentally. Maybe you've been doing you know we've got people that have been doing CrossFit for ten years and haven't missed a week outside of vacation, and so you know stepping away from the gym from six weeks can be a good thing. Uh, because it's go- when you come back, you're going to be more motivated to, to push hard. Um, and so kind of looking at it as like, this is not really a step back. I mean, maybe you come back a little bit less fit than you were. Yeah, but that'll come back really quick. Looking at it, what are the benefits that I got out of this? Well, maybe I was able to, um, maybe something been bothering me and it doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe I was able to kind of remember why I do this in the first place. Maybe it just gets you more motivated. We all know, you know, when, sometimes when you leave for a vacation for an extended period of time, when you come back, you're really motivated to get back into it. Um, whereas if you don't ever get that time off, it's really easy to get worn down and feel burnout and all that type of stuff. So um, looking at this as what are the positives that I got out of it and realizing like it's not the it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. It's like you don't have to be in the best shape of your life on May 1st. Like you can ease back into it and continue to make progress every single day. And it's, 
you know, we always want people to think about this as a life lifetime journey um, of fitness. So if you look at it in that scheme of things, like, like what's two months and an 80 year lifespan, that's a, you know, a blink of the eye, so, so to speak. So, um, not, I would say don't beat yourself up for being out of shape or feeling like you're out of shape, feeling like you're in less shape than you were before it started putting on five pounds, feeling like you lost all your progress because all that stuff will come back really quick. Yeah, I think helping people hear. that it's not, um, that it's not all or nothing. I know some of the feedback I've gotten from some is either people are frustrated that they're not in the gym with the normal routine. And so it's like, it's just hard to work out at all versus everyone who has a, what we would think of as like a, uh, you know, a healthy mindset, like what Hunter's talking about of what can I gain from this? What are the positives from this? Um, I think if people, people don't realize you're not going to lose as much as you think over this amount of time. I know, I think what, what day do we close the 17th of March? Something, yeah. I mean, so we're looking at a month. Um, if you don't have that all or nothing mindset, then you realize there's probably a lot of good that can come from this. And I think like Hunter said, people are going to come back. Um, and within a couple days, especially a week and a half, maybe, I think people are going to really feel a lot better than they thought they would. And so not having that fatalistic mindset, like, well, I can't go to the gym, so I'm going to lose everything. So it's all out the window. So I'm not even going to do the at home workout without equipment and realizing that a lot of this programming that we've done for people, people are going to be able to maintain their fitness a lot better just by having that mindset of, I'm not going to lose it all. Even if I can't lift weight or do something super heavy as often as I would, there's still a lot of benefits of just doing a little bit every day. I think mm -hmm. people are going to come back feeling a lot better uh, than they think. And here's another thought too. Like if you've been able to stick with your routine or somewhat of a routine during this, like how much easier is it going to be for you to stick to a routine when you are, when you're going to work every single day? Like this is probably going to be the hardest time of your life to be able to stick with something. And so if you've been able to even remotely come close to doing some workouts at home and eating somewhat healthy, like it's going to be so much easier for you when you're already in that day to day routine of work and all that type of stuff. So, um, maybe you built up some, you know, some willpower and some, some good habits that are going to carry over and, um, have a positive influence on your life going forward as well. Let's talk about that for just a second. I know when you were on, um, Facebook live the other day, Chris, you mentioned you were focusing on, you know, what are the lessons I'm supposed to learn during this? I want to make sure I don't miss those. And I think this is a big question for people listening, especially our audience. Caleb, you say there's, there's some good that's going to come out of this. I think it'd be good to kind of put that, um, out there. It's like, what do we think are the good things that are good? going to come out of this. I hear us saying, you know, discipline, if you can have discipline during this, it's going to be easier later. But I think that's a question a lot of people are asking. What, as far as fitness is concerned, what are the good things that are going to come out of being thrown into this situation? I think the big thing is learning to, learning to control what you have uh, control over, like what, uh, um, and focusing, focusing on that instead of what you have no control over, like, you know, with, uh, just a small example would be if we like we're if we do uh, single arm thrusters in a workout and you don't have really have anything to maybe do a thruster with maybe you really don't you don't have any weights anything at all I was telling people you know do uh, if it's thirty thrusters do thirty air squats and then fifteen push ups 
So you still get the, uh, you still get the same and the same amount of work in and, you know, like around, uh, you know, what, what I've done to kind of keep my mind occupied around my house is just, yeah, I've, now I'm focusing more on being present, seeing what's going on around the house. What can I do to help, uh, to, uh, help my wife, um, and to just kind of make, uh, to make things a little bit, a little bit easier on her. And I've kind of gotten tuned in more with that and I've done uh, definitely a lot more work around the house than I'm, uh, than I'm used to. So, I mean, that's a, that's a positive thing that's come, that's come out of this for me, for sure. I think Chris made a good point, like the adaptability, being able to get something in, no matter what your situation is, maybe there's a, another time in your life where you'll be, in a remote location or stuck at home and you don't have any equipment for a few, a few weeks, but you'll already know, Hey, there's plenty of workouts I can do um, just to maintain as best I can what I have and be creative with what you have around you. And also realizing like, you don't have to have a set of barbells to get a really good workout in. Like there's some workouts that we've done that have just been really brutal, like with some squat jumps and jumping lunges and all that type of stuff. Like, you can get all you want out of that type of stuff. And so realizing like fitness isn't just, you know, 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups. There's a million different ways you can do it. And you don't have to be in a gym to be able to get some benefit out of it. And I think people get so caught up in, you know, their results and their performance in the gym and how many pounds of fat they lost and what their body fat percent is. But I mean, look at what's going on right now with, people dying from a virus, like what we're doing in the gym is building people's immune system, building their resiliency, helping them being able to fight off diseases like this. Um, and so even if you're not the fittest person in the gym, you're still getting tremendous amount of benefit, um, and protecting you from maybe that something like this comes around in 10 years and you'll be ready for it because you've developed that habit of, um, of just a healthy lifestyle. And that's what we preach. It's not about the numbers, on the, on the barbell or the number on the, on this whiteboard, it's about um, building more resilient um, people with a higher quality lifestyle. Yeah. What we're doing with getting back to the, the reason why we're working out, I think is going to be, is going to be really, really big for people whenever they come back, because when we are, everything's in this controlled environment with, everybody's got their spot on the rig with their spiel bar and the perfect amount of chalk and grips and tape thumbs and, you know, nice plates and everything. And all of a sudden you're at home and you've got to make something work. It's easy to think like, Oh, what did this person do? I wonder if they're running 200 meters or if they're, and then you realize really quickly that how easy it is to fall into the, my fitness is this sport and I'm comparing myself to others as opposed to, no, I want a healthier body. I need to make this, I need to make this work and I need to learn how to be creative to, to make the most out of my fitness. And then on top of that, I think a lot of people, I know I for for one have for a long time gotten to the habit of trying to build so much volume and trying to outwork, um, the way that you eat and the other lifestyle factors. And now all of a sudden where the volume's gone down, we may not have the ability to do back squats and extra biking and extra rowing for a lot of people that have kind of outworked a lot of the other lifestyle habits. You realize how important it is to pay attention to, um, the intensity of your workouts, keeping them short, 
keeping them in tents and then paying attention to your food uh, is another thing. I'm really glad we've been able to focus on that with our members. Yeah, they, they, those are all great points. I think for me, something that I would add to is just my um, level of gratitude for a lot of different things in my life, and but especially for Coyote. My level of gratitude has just skyrocketed. And uh, I, I, I don't know that I'm unique in this, but a lot of times when you get wrapped up in the things that, that you guys were talking about, it really affects your attitude. You walk into uh, the box and you're thinking mostly about those things. And I realized being apart, being away from it for so long, like, man, this is a huge place for me to connect with people that are really important in my life on a pretty regular basis. And um, so my level of gratitude for Coyote, I think over the past couple of weeks has at least doubled, you know, and a lot of it has to do with the type of environment that's set up. Like it is never a problem to find uh, something that's going to really push you there and have access to the programming and be able to talk to the coach, all that stuff, of course. Uh, but the fact that we, we talk about it like a family, I'm like, you know what? That's not just a slogan that makes a podcast sound better or a Facebook post sound better. Uh, it really does feel that way. And there are people that I'm disconnected from because I'm not seeing them at the noon class or the 3.30 class. It's kind of driving me crazy. So, I mean, I think another part of it is when we get back into the box, we're going to spend probably some less, a lot less time griping about whatever, uh, whatever 60 reps you guys have programmed uh, for us to do inside of a movement. And we're going to be thinking more like, man, what a gift, what a gift that, uh, I'm not laid up away from this because our body has been trained. Um, hopefully if we do get sick to try to, to be able to handle things much better. I mean, when I heard about COVID-19 that it, a lot of it has to do with lung capacity, I'm like, Oh man, we stress that a lot. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think the level of gratitude just for so many things that we take for granted um, is going to be through the roof for most people. Um, just you take for granted being able to turn on TV and watch a baseball game or a basketball game or, um, being able to go to the gym and talk to your friends. Like now, if you get to talk to somebody through FaceTime, you're excited because you hadn't gotten to talk to them in a while. Um, just the fact that you get to go to, to the gym every day and be around like-minded individuals and in that positive environment. I mean, it, you, it's easy to take it for granted when you're doing it every single day for years. But when you're forced to work out by yourself at home consistently, you take for granted how much being around other people raises your, your level. It's so hard to do it by yourself and it's it makes such a difference to do it with other people. So I, I mean, I definitely think that there's a lot to be said for coming out of this with a new perspective on just everything around you and um, how lucky you are to have, you know, the, the ability to, to do what you do day in and day out because we see how quickly it can be taken away from you. Yeah, man. Great. This is a great discussion so far. We're kind of running a little short on time for this part of the episode, but I, we talk about goals a lot here on the podcast. I would love to hear you guys as uh, you know, for us, you guys are elite coaches kind of guide us through what should our goals maybe for this next season of COVID-19 sound like? What should they be? I would say, as, uh, I would say, as we wind, wind down out of this, I would, um, make it your goal to, um, as far as fitness goes, really start to try to hone in, um, some type of routine, um, that will carry over into when this is out. 
uh, when it's over with. So whether that's working out a consistent time, maybe the same time you'll be going to class, um, whether it's consistently tracking your food, um, trying to go to bed at the same time, trying to start establishing stuff that is going to make it easier when life gets back to normal. Um, because if you have all these bad habits of staying up late and just working out at random times throughout the day and not tracking your food, it's going to be really hard to pick those back up. So if you can start to develop those now, um, then it's going to make, have a big difference. And then I would say, um, number two would be, um, go easy on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself for feeling like you've lost, um, some progress or lost, um, whatever gains you've made. Um, it, it'll come back quickly. Um, be, you know, be forgiving of yourself. Understand this was a really hard, stressful time for everybody. And as you, the most important thing for you, as you can start getting back into it is just start getting in that consistent routine. Don't be obsessed with what weight you're putting on the bar. Don't be obsessed with what your time is. Just be obsessed with picking your workout times every day and going at that time consistently for, you know, two, three, four weeks. And then after, after a month or so, you're going to be right back to where you were, if not farther ahead. So give yourself a little, um, grace, understand that everybody's in the same boat and, uh, get a plan to get, um, just get back moving and get back in your routine as quick as possible. Yeah. Great advice there. What do you say, Chris? Uh, I would really just echo what, uh, what, uh, what Hunter said, you know, like, uh, and what you said earlier, we're all going to kind of be in a, uh, a forced reset. And just like I tell everybody, um, if I put someone through on ramp when they're, uh, when they're getting started, don't worry about, don't worry about the numbers beside your name on the board. Just worry about how many times, how many times a week that name is getting up on the board. Yeah, that's, uh, we're all gonna, we're all gonna be kind of starting, uh, maybe, you know, some maybe not starting at square one when we get back, but you know, everybody's going to be definitely taking a couple of steps back to start off with. Does this mean we have, uh, we can look forward to a modified Murph, you know, circumstances considered? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Murph. Murph, hey. Murph will wait for no man. Hey, there's, there won't be a year where everybody's, more prepared for push-ups and air squats and running than they are this year. Man, you said it. Yeah, that's right. I interrupted you, Caleb. You had, you had some words of wisdom, I can tell. <laughs> Something real deep coming up. Uh, no, serious. The, the thing that Hunter said earlier about um, not beating yourself up and thinking about all the positives, um, it's kind of two sides to that. One, spend some time and reflect on – as we start coming to an end, we start seeing these announcements. Um, it seems like there's an end in sight. Um, and so reflecting on some of the positives and just coming into that with a little bit of a, try to frame it to where you feel like you've built some momentum. And I've had multiple members and people talk about some time that they got to rest, some things that they got to work on that they normally wouldn't focus on. Um, and so reflecting on that, looking back at, you know, what are some of the positives I can take away and not focusing on the negatives because, and one thing that is good is everyone in the world for the most part has experienced the same thing. It's not like we're the only ones and every, we're the only gym or we're the only CrossFitters who didn't get to work out as much. Um, it's everyone. We're all in it together. And so for us to reflect on some positives and just not think about all the things we missed, but things that we worked on 
And then if you didn't work on a ton of things or you don't feel like you made some progress, then let that be some motivation to whenever you do get back in to see how important it is to keep that discipline, to make a plan, to write it out. Um, like we've done even on SugarWad, having a list of things for people to at least have it at the forefront of their mind. Uh, just some of the basics. So being unnecessarily difficult on yourself is only going to delay the uh, progress post COVID-19. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's uh, that's good to hear. So related to that, Hunter, maybe we could wrap this part of the discussion up with, with this. There's been a lot of different things going around about when gyms open up, uh, just having modified ways that they're doing things. When the Cowdy family is able to go back to their location, are there going to be things different? Have we mapped that out yet? Uh, we're working on that right now. Uh, it'll probably be some form of gradual reopening, um, obviously with social distancing in place, uh, maybe limiting class size and having signups, um, you know, ramped up cleaning procedures and all that type of stuff. And I'm sure as we open up, there'll be some people who are beating the doors down to get in and there'll be some people who are a lot more hesitant to get back out. Um, and so we'll probably, you know, kind of ease into it, ramp, ramp it up slowly for a few weeks and kind of see how things are going. Um, but we do want to, you know, as soon as we're able, we want to open those doors and give people the option to be able to come in and work out, um, in, in the gym. You know, we, we've spent a lot of this time doing some work on the facilities, um, and upgrading, you know, painting, you know, um, adding locker rooms to one of our locations, um, just trying to, uh, uh, you know, take advantage of it and, 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 and add as much value as we can to the facilities while we're closed and take advantage of that time. So, um, hopefully people will come back to a nice, clean, you know, spanking new looking facility that they're excited about. And then we will just, we'll just kind of ease into it, man. I, you know, I think May is going to be a feeling out month for everybody and kind of fi figuring out what the new normal is. I have a feeling that by June comes around everybody will be rocking and rolling again. So we're going to, you know, pay close attention to the guidelines given us by the governor and by the president and follow those strictly. Um, but also, you know, give people the ability to come back in, um, and, and get their workout in and the supportive community as quick as possible. I'll tell you how you could, uh, could raise some money, make up some shortfall in revenue is, uh, making people pay to secure spots on particular places in the rig. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in lanes and, 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 uh, bidding them out to the highest bidder each day. Right. I'd, can, pay a, I'd pay a drop-in fee for that spill bar. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I can think of a few people that would drop good money for that spill bar. <laughs> Funny, hey. man. I, I tried to order one from, uh, from Rogue, and yeah. uh, they're like, sorry, can't make it happen. I'll tell you what, as soon as you start reserving, like putting lanes on the floor and having people reserve those, there's going to be people who are going to start trying to, trying to buy spots. Guaranteed it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I think it's time we get to uh, the next segment of the podcast. Chase, you want to do this for us? <clears throat> yeah. Since I have the best mic, gladly. Give me a key, Ben. Outside. Outside. <laughs> I don't know. That, was, I that was even more of a dud than last time. I hated it, man. Oh. Thanks. Chase, yeah, Chase, you're like the definition of the turd in the punch bowl with that transition. <laughs> wow, that was rude. Ah, wow. wow. Gracious. <laughs> so here's what we're talking about, there. you know, outside the box. <laughs> well, we're so far away, I can say things like that. 
Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a topic, I guess, or I mean, not necessarily that everybody's got to have an opinion on. I just thought that it was cool. I saw yesterday that the uh, CrossFit Games are going to, they're going back to the ranch this year in Aromas, uh, where they're, they're going to do, they're going to do a full competition. Not going to have any spectators or anything like that, but they do plan on going forward with the games and doing it at the ranch. So that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know if that's final yet, but that is that does look like that's what they're going to try to do. Um, I think it's cool. Uh, you know, some people were saying, well, there's going to be some people who can't, you know, get there because of their country or whatever. But I mean, I just don't think you canceling things four months in advance. Yeah. out of speculation is is a good idea i think giving yourself every opportunity to have have a competition is is important and so you know i'm excited to watch it i think it'd be really cool you know going back to the roots and i mean think about the you're gonna have to you'll find out really quickly who really wants to be there um if you're having to work out with no fans yeah so it'll be interesting i don't know what that feels like but i'm sure it's terrible <laughs> It just reminds me of uh, watching that uh, trail run into the deadlift ladder in Brook Wells, just like out lifting, out deadlifting. I know me. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Chase. <laughs> yeah, don't ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. CrossFit, even CrossFit is having to respond. Here's something I'm curious about for, for outside the box. Um, it feels like everyone's developed these weird habits, trying to develop habits. I've just got such curiosity about maybe some things that you're now doing inside of COVID that before you're like, no, that's just not me. Hmm. No one's willing to admit it. What are you, what, uh, what, what was the question? What are you, what have you been doing that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have done beforehand? Yeah, it's like new COVID habits. Like, uh, for uh, instance, a, a guy that I follow um, on on social media is now suddenly baking. Every day he's baking. Never would have pictured that. There's a lot of there's a lot of men that have jumped into the baking bread. Uh, I guess it's become a thing. I have not. I've not baked anything. I haven't either. No. I'm I did put up Ben. I uh, I put up a. Uh, I I normally I like to golf, but I have turn this focus into thinking about some of the other sports that I enjoy and actually spending some time doing those because for the last couple of years I've like whether it's soccer or basketball or golf or whatever I've kind of put those at the side and a lot of the point is to even you know if it's not a new sport but uh I threw up a, a PVC frame and a tarp and have uh, built a little driving range in my backyard to no start working way. on golf so the wife That's would have awesome, never out that <laughs> yeah that's so true like there my garage is so full of crap right now that we would never like get that out of here <laughs> now you can barely shut the door everything's like whatever gets people outside right oh there's this ugly tarp blowing in the wind and it's just like uh it's, it's hideous looking but it works it works <laughs> i don't know i've probably watched more netflix already this year than i did the entire year last year well, I think everyone's wondering, has this sped up your goal to a hundred books or has it slowed it down? How's it going? No, it, I tell you what, I, I thought I would be able to get a lot more reading done than I have. Uh, it's just, it's been tough um, with a lot of different things going on as far as, you know, the PPP loan and 
um, trying to work through that. Um, it, it leaves you with a not, not a, it's left me anyways, with a lot, not as much mental energy to really devote to reading. Um, right. it's been harder than I thought. And like y'all were talking about earlier, like the day you seem like you have all this free time and then the day's over before you really know it. Um, and so I haven't, no, and I definitely am not on pace to read a hundred books this year. So, uh, barring a miracle, I won't read that, but I didn't, I, I knew going into the year that that takes a significant time commitment and I wanted to spend my time doing, you know, focus on other things this year. So I definitely won't hit that number this year. I'll still read a, a fair amount, but I'm not trying to track it um, this year. Um, I figure that may be the case, man. So I've got some stuff put back. Like I told you before, I've got, uh, some children's books in the, Oh yeah. So I can come in and, uh, and five or six Dr. Seuss. That pattern. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How about you, Chris? You said, uh, this has definitely been my life. This is why I want to pull this out, but you've done a lot more stuff around your house since you've had to be at your house more. Oh yeah, definitely. I was, uh, Telling uh telling Hunter um earlier I've got a uh, I mean you won't be able to see it if you're listening to it but you guys can see here I've got a screened in area on my back porch and that paneling down there at the bottom uh, the person who had originally built it was um, did not use treated wood and um, so it all rotted the uh, wood got really soft and in the process of uh, pulling the paneling off to replace it we found a uh, Found a couple of nests, some little uh, some little critters that had been uh, that had been hanging out, and so that was a nice little uh, cleanup project. And then um, just kind of uh, kind of rebuilding uh, rebuilding it and everything. That's been uh, that's been a lot of fun. Been using been using a table saw a lot more than I normally do. Uh, Careful, that um, could really affect your hook grip. Yeah, I've I've also I've uh, I've learned how to uh, how to fight off uh, wild animals. Hunter and uh, Caleb know uh, know about this story, but on one of the uh, on one of the workouts uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the ten minute run at the end of it. I got attacked by a by a goose, by a Canadian goose. How, how do you know it was a Canadian? It, it showed you his driver's license. It apologized or? afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> said, get, said get away from my eggs, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, I feel like I've, uh, the habit I've developed is, uh, turning into a grandpa. And the reason I know that is because, uh, I talk about the weather every day. I complain about being sore. Um, I've gone through a half bottle of Advil and I'm just tinkering around the house. Not, no significant projects. It's just like, Oh, well, let me wipe that down or let me reorganize this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, if this is going to be me in retirement, I need to work literally until the day of my death. Yeah. You see, you see that that's funny. You call it uh, you call it tinkering. My, uh, my father-in-law calls it piddling. Piddling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's not I N G it's uh it's I N piddling. Piddling. Apostrophe. Piddling. Yeah. Piddling piddling around apostrophe. <laughs> hey Chase, we haven't heard from you, man. What's, what's your quirky COVID habit? I don't know. You insulted me. So I haven't been super excited to talk to you much. But, uh, let me, let me formally apologize. Thank you. Publicly as well. I appreciate that. Uh, publicly apologize. <laughs> I wouldn't call the new stuff I've been doing like habits or anything, but um, the wife and I have been cooking a lot more. Um, but it's like, well, cooking a little bit more, but the dishes... I didn't hear what you said, Caleb. You've been baking bread. 
No, I haven't baked yet. I, she's already a great baker, so I have no need to even attempt because she would just do it better and we might as well let that happen. Is but, that the um, new insult, the new COVID insult? Hey, man, that guy probably bakes bread. You look like a baker. <laughs> you look like yeah. a baker. Um, well, we, we've been cooking a little bit more, but the variety has really expanded from what we used to cook, like our regulars and stuff. Like I have, not to, not to toot my own horn, but I'll do it. I have nailed down some stir fry. It is just money, money, right. homemade teriyaki sauce, uh, the works. It's incredible. Um, but I've, I've been working a lot more, honestly. My, my job percentage Boy, has, has probably increased about 150%. Um, but, oh, I had another one, but I sh- I've straight up forgotten it, which means it so probably wasn't this, that like, important. Stir fry, is that like the last step before curry? Like just to get a good curry? Curry's in the, uh, curry's on the docket. We just, I'm probably not going to do it. We're probably going to let Rachel do it. Cause she's, she's got like really good natural cooking genes in her. And I'm just like, it's a miracle that I overcome what I do. <laughs> You're the coffee guy in the house though, right? The only, yeah, she didn't even drink it. So it's oh. all just me experimenting for myself. Nice. There you go. I did start a show that I never thought I would ever start. And you know about it, Ben, but it's Jane the Virgin. If Are we guy, going into recommends? Oh, I wasn't going to recommend it. That's just, if Netflix is a habit, I've only been watching one show. Mainly because okay. I've, been, I've been giving people the middle finger about Tiger King. Because <laughs> I just refuse uh, to watch it because so many people want me to. We are so united on that front, you and I. Um, it'll, it's exciting. I did the same thing with, the, what was that Sandra Bullock movie where she was blindfolded? Bird Box. Birds, Bird Box. yeah. Yes. Birds. I straight up never watched it because everybody Here's else the trick. did. You watch it before everybody else watches it, then you can say you're an early adapter. Oh, that just makes me a hipster, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm still fighting that. I'm an influencer. What? I'm an influencer. I, I influence Tiger King to the top of the <laughs> Hunter <Yeah>. the influencer. Because <laughs> he found it like five days before everyone else. We watched it, I'm pretty sure, the day it came out, uh, just because we were. it was like in the new release section, and we were like, what is this? And we watched the preview of it, like, oh, let's watch it. And then two days or three days later, it was number one in the U.S. I'll tell you this. I'm uh, After he inspired me to do that, we found this uh, crime documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country, and... Uh, Tiger King kind of ruined it for me because I was expecting like these massive, massive breaks in the story and nothing will ever compare with Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> like, just, like there's these amazing things that happen, but it's not to the Tiger King level. And so you're like, well, that's kind of lame. I mean, that's not a big deal. But when we go to the recommends, are we going there? I can Is transition us. I'll start us off. I'm well, I'm, I'm, I'm recommending. Do what, Hunter? I'm Hunter. Okay. I'm, I'm all my recommends. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to uh, recommend not insulting Chase with how he transitions to this segment. Yeah. Chase, uh, you're up. Recommends. Yeah, see, that was exciting, oh, wasn't it? Wow. When did we start doing that? I don't know. I just did it. COVID <laughs> brings you out of things that you never thought you would have. You know? <laughs> uh, but I'll go there. Jane the Virgin. I've recommended it on a vertical podcast. You know, Ben and I have too many podcasts, honestly, but too many. This show, this show is so good that I'm recommending it on and on and off air. It's uh it's a show that can unite 
uh, if if you have a spouse that like y'all's tastes don't really co- coalesce, uh, coalesce very well or very often, this show will bring your marriage stronger and better and forward. Is this show has everything you need? It's it's got vibrato. It's got uh, it's bilingual. It's got romance. It's got murder. It's got all the stuff. It's like it's the better uh, Tiger King, honestly. That's what I would probably rate it as, <laughs> <laughs> having never watched it. But uh, it's 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 worth the shot. It's a very uh, if you're like the kind of person that watches heavy shows a lot, like if it's like you're like an Ozark guy or something like that, and you need a cool down afterwards, Jane the Virgin is right up that alley because you can crush about five quickly because it's just fun to watch. Hmm. That's exactly I, the reaction I gave the first time I heard that recommend. Huh. huh. <laughs> if it, sounds I, like, it sounds like baking bread. <laughs> I wish everyone could see Chase's face right now. I'm just ready for Caleb to not be able to come back on anymore. <laughs> Wait, when do we start talking about nutrition and invite Caleb back on? Exactly. I thought we left him and Brandon. Like, you wherever really he works. Send him the wrong... Uh, uh, group invite originally. Did yeah. On purpose. yeah. Busted. Yeah. He was like, I'm out here by myself. And then you guys were too kind. Yeah. Ben and I, Ben and I talked beforehand and said, how did we manage to not let Caleb in on this? Wrong link. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh, my turn. I'll go. Um, I already, I already jumped in. We already talked about it. Wild, wild country. It's on Netflix. Um, it's about this cult following that followed this Indian guru to Oregon and they, established and like, I had never even heard of it. Like I, and I talked to my parents and nobody, and there were tens of thousands of people that all moved to Oregon to try to create this, this perfectly harmonious community. Um, anyway, it ends up in this conspiracy, the largest ever, um, immigration fraud they did they poisoned an entire town in Oregon with salmonella I mean just crazy stuff so um of course it won't compare to Tiger King but it's still it's still super fascinating uh the second one crime documentary is Make Millions uh it's on HBO it's about how the Monopoly game at McDonald's was rigged by the mafia and it again is just unbelievable. It was kind of overshadowed because 9-11 happened right after, right before all the trials uh, were about to take place. And so that's why I think a lot of people didn't hear about it or don't remember it. But um, I mean, I remember as a kid playing that game and uh, it's a, it's a pretty cool story. So McMillions, it's on HBO and then on Netflix, wild, wild country. Solid recommends. Way to recover. I recommended McMillions from Caleb. So, my uh, mine uh, uh, this uh, this hasn't come out yet, but I'm so confident that it's going to be uh, that it's going to be incredible. It's the uh, the Last Dance uh, little uh, docu series, the the, uh, the Michael Jordan Thirty for Thirty. That's uh, that's coming out. It's like a what is a is it five parts, Hunter? The Last Dance. It's, it's ten parts over five oh, weeks. Ten parts. Ten parts over uh, over five weeks. Um, documenting uh. Michael Jordan's uh, last season is going to be incredible. Or I, no, n- not Michael last Jordan's season? last season. The, the last season that the Bulls. Um, I was about to say, surely it's not the Wizards yeah. season. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it was his last season. They won the championship. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So maybe we should bring this up. But uh, Hunter, are you familiar with the the chapter in Stillness is the Key where 
uh, Ryan Holiday just blisters Michael Jordan. What? Uh, refresh my memory. What is he's say? he's talking about when he gives his speech and when he's inducted into the yeah, Hall of Fame? Yeah. yeah. Man, it's got it's made me look at Michael Jordan in a completely different way. Oh, I read uh, I read a biography on Michael Jordan, and he was just he's not a, he's not a good guy. He's ruthless. <laughs> he even said it about this documentary. He said, "After you watch this documentary, you're probably not going to like me very much." <laughs> yeah. They'll still buy his shoes. But they thought they a uh, film crew followed them the entire season, and they've sat on this footage since then. So they haven't done anything with it. So this is that's discipline right there. Yeah. So it's Deep discipline. That, that's foresight knowing. Yeah. They're just waiting for this quarantine and just going to drop it down. <laughs> they saw how good LeBron was at age six and said, we're going to wait for this guy to be considered the best. And then Which is interesting. Is, uh, Michael Jordan during that season is the same age as LeBron is this year. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. Well, I remember, I mean, this has been probably more than a decade ago. This, all this started swirling around, but it was like the press's agreement uh, to not, not, write anything that was dirt on Michael Jordan. And um, I know guys that are on sports podcasts uh, would know more about this than we do. But uh, I think he's kind of been the untouchable guy for a really long time. I'll be interested to see if this series breaks that. Yeah. Good talk, guys. (laughs) My recommend is, uh, I don't know. Uh, I rewatch Mad Men, I rewatch Breaking Bad. Those are both just phenomenal shows. My recommend is to rewatch one of your favorite shows in the last few weeks. Um, now we're starting Better Call Saul. I don't think I've ever recommended Better Call Saul. That's a great, that's a great show. So I think you recommended it offhand when you said you were going to rewatch Breaking Bad with Claire. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Better yeah. Call Saul. Um, finish, finish with a bang. But uh, I would recommend. Now's the time to rewatch one of your favorite shows if you haven't done so already. Fine, I'll rewatch The Office. Forty-sixth <laughs> time. Well, that's a Zoom episode. How do you guys feel about it? Love it. it it's this shame that Caleb waited till right now to leave. Oh, never there, mind. He's oh, he's back. back. Yeah. Shoot. I look forward to. Uh, I look forward to being a regular. Yeah. Yeah. You you look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right are we done i think we're done thanks everybody bye bye see ya yes Smooth sounds.